Grading Pokemon TCG cards has been one of the most popular activities in the last couple of years. Today we're going to review why maybe it's all a scam. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the Gym Leaders Podcast where we talk all things Pokemon TCG. I'm Travis with TCG Funhouse. And I'm ASX with ASX TCG, and we are getting back into the card grading today. I'm I'm digging it. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those subjects that I feel like we have to revisit from time to time because it is yeah. such a hot topic, and it is so popular amongst all trading cards, really, from sports cards to Yu-Gi-Oh! to Magic to Pokemon, pretty much everything that's a collectible card of some kind grading is a thing and one of the most popular things um that goes on and then on top of that it's where like all the big money is it's the top tier for flippers sellers whatever business people um in the community and i think a lot of times there can be some false narratives some bad intentions not only from people buying and selling these cards but from from the grading companies themselves so ASX, I know you don't have a lot of graded cards, but like, what's your just broad view of grading Pokemon TCG cards? Yeah, so um, I guess I kind of have an interesting view of it a little bit uh, because of when I came back into everything here, uh, back into the Pokemon TCG and everything like that. Um, it was right before prices started to skyrocket. Um, so once I really understood everything about grading and, you know, that it was uh, or that it could, you know, potentially make your cards much more valuable, um, it became too much money uh, for me. So yeah. I feel like I've had more of a negative experience, honestly, um, because I really haven't been able to grade any cards um, with PSA, BGS, CGC, uh, just because of the way that the prices are right now. Um, I would love to be able to grade some of my cards. Um, you know, I'm not going to go crazy, you know, grading my, you know, Orbital Vs or, you know, my uh, my Snoms or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I Why got some Snom, cards. Why not bro? Why are you hating on Snom like that? I mean, what, 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 where did that come know, from? How, how did we go from an episode where we're talking about grading cards <laughs> to you just shitting all over Snom? What the all right, hell? All right. You know, he is essential. He's essential in water decks. You know, he, I'm telling he helps you. Uh, get that frost moth out there. So, you know, I, I shouldn't have used frost. I shouldn't use snom. You know, she used the. Uh, um, you know, I don't. I don't even know. Orbital's I, I don't fine. Wanna, or Orbital's I, trash. You, 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 you don't I, I should have stopped that. at Orbital. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, um, you know, b- biggest thing for me is that you know it's kind of been a, more of a negative experience so far. Um, but yeah, I think there are some things that are coming you know, into fruition here with some of the grading companies that I am, I am starting to see and, and really like, and and excited for as well. Yeah. I I definitely think the casual collector has been pushed out of, of the grading scene for sure with these inflated prices. Um, yes, you know, there's tons and tons of these other smaller grading companies, which I, I, that's a whole nother, you know, conversation. And I mean, we might touch on a little bit here, um, but you know, it's really about using the big three, really. It's about PSA, BGS and CGC. And in my opinion, CGC is not even on the same plane as a PSA or a BGS. They're, they're, a, you know, second place, but they're a distant second place to one, a PSA yeah. and one B, 
um, BGS. And depending on what you're putting into sports cards, I would almost say BGS is the way to go for yeah. sports cards. Um, PSA just seems to be the gold standard for Pokemon. Um, and these other companies are just, they're, they're trying to attack, attach themselves to a niche that I don't, I don't know if it's going to be worth it for them in the long run. Um, but I'm going to tell you guys my biggest problem with PSA grading, not PSA, just grading in general, um, other than the cost, right? Because obviously getting a card graded yeah. for a hundred dollars is absolutely insane. And just the, that price tag of grading a card for that much money is purely a, a seller standpoint, right? If you're just yeah. a pure collector, which it's okay to be a seller, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the only reason why anybody would ever send cards to get graded right now would be to sell them and flip them for a profit. I don't understand why a collector would send in their cards to get graded for them to keep at these price points. I do know that they've op they've opened up some of their standard um, gradings and stuff like that, where you got to like get in a queue and then they give you a certain number of positions that you can fill and all that, and it's yeah. more affordable. But then again, you're jumping through all these hoops. Um, but I digress. the The biggest problem that I have with grading is the subjectivity, right? And I yeah. think you were hinting at something when you said you see some stuff coming down the pipeline. And yeah. I, I'm assuming that you were looking at even not necessarily the AI grading, but just the consistency, right? Yeah. To where you, you plug in an algorithm and it's going to spit out a card and it's not yeah. really subjective. Right now, when you send your card into Beckett, CGC, or PSA, all three of them have an individual that personally grades your card. And yep. that is just not okay in my book. Yeah, because I'm right there with you. It's it's just it's too much, right? And mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out an example out there, and that is if you um you know everybody's favorite Pokétuber Leonhart um just posted <laughs> a a video about a week ago or a couple days ago. I'm not I don't remember from when this comes out to when that happened. I don't know, but um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so basically he played, a, he did a little experiment, right? Where he had these BGS graded mm -hmm. cards. I believe they were all vintage cards. They were like base set, right? I think um, so, yeah. He sent, he sent them all in and they were like nines and 9.5. So they were all good cards. I'm assuming cards that he pulled on his channel, right? Yeah. Um, and if, if you guys don't know, I think he lives like right down the street from BGS. He can literally walk them in and I'm sure he's, yeah. you know, a, a welcomed client when he goes into those doors. Oh, sure. Um, but... He basically cracked a bunch of BGS cards and got them regraded. And lo and behold, I think 90% of the cards came back with a different grade. If that is not the biggest red flag then yeah. th that says do not grade your cards with any of these companies, then I don't know what is. And like the biggest problem like that really stuck out to me is... Like some things that could not change on a card changed, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. like for, for instance, centering on a couple of the cards were different. They went from a 9.5 to a 9.0. How did Amazing. the centering get worse in a card? Like, I get it, right? He cracked the case. Maybe he damaged the corner of a card when he was cracking it. Maybe the surface sure. got a Surfacing. little rub rub on it, right? Yeah. Like, who knows? But the freaking centering on a card cannot change by it being cracked out of a case. That is yeah. absolutely asinine. No, so like, I, like, yeah, when I saw that, that was just like, I I, I, yes. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Dude, like, what, than... what, what's your thoughts on that, Tully? Like, what's your full thought on that? Like, Yeah, I, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's just 
the mood of the person that graded it. To me, that's in my opinion, that's what it is. It's the mood of the grade that per- the mood of the person that graded it that day. Um, maybe what time of day it got graded. You know, were those looked at? You know, the ones that got better grades were. I mean, were they looked at earlier in the day when the person was more fresh, or were they looked at at the end of the day? You know. Well, let me ask you this: What about narrative? Right? What? What? Who? Who has what skin in the game? We don't know. What? What yeah. if they're told? To lower grades, to to have lower populations on the gym mints and lower populations in the nine point fives. Like, what would you say sure. to them? Yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, that's not really something that I thought about, but I mean, so if, if you're yeah, a grading when it comes company, down to it, it, if yeah. you're a grading company and you want to have the most prestigious, expensive cards, how do you do that? Right, you make yeah. it very, very, very rare to get that perfect card, right? And the perfect example yeah. of this is one BGS. That black mm-hmm. label BGS is like is just like the end all be all for yeah. a, po- a Pokemon TCG card collector, right? Like it trumps yeah. a PSA 10 all day long. Like oh, easy. A PSA 10 is fantastic, but a yeah. BGS black label is like the cherry on top. You know what I yeah. mean? Because they're so hard to get, right? Yeah. And if they have strict rules, right? If they have strict direction of you don't give black label tens except once a day or twice a day, you're only allowed to give black label tens out of the thousand cards that you grade today, because we need them to be extraordinarily rare. And just as rare as that black label are the CGC tens. CGC tens are like, like almost unheard of, right? My yeah. buddy Omash does, uh, he's a middleman service for grading and he does tons of videos on it. Go check out Omash. But he sends in stuff and he, it took him months before he got a CGC 10 after using their service for months. So you can't tell me that there's not a narrative there of right. we need to make these 10s as little as possible, as rare as possible. So that way people want to get them. And that's one of the problems for me. Like, what are your yeah. thoughts? No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, it kind of it comes down to the consistency, right? You know, what's a 10 today? What's a 10 tomorrow? Yep. And, you know, I, I was kind of hinting at it earlier on. And, you know, with the AI grading and that whole, um, you know, realm of grading that I think is coming here in the future, um, hopefully be. a lot more sooner um, than, it, than it seems right now. But, I, you know, I think if we get into that world where it is all AI grading, we're going to be much better off. You're not going to see these inconsistencies. Um, I mean, I guess there could be ways to somehow, you know, build a narrative into an algorithm possibly. I mean, I'm not True. you know, a computer science major or oh, anything like that. Good. Absolutely good. Absolutely um, Yeah. So, I mean, there is that. But, I mean, there's ways to, you know, have your algorithm out there as well so we can so you know transparency yeah you know be more transparent about it and i think if we can get to that point things are going to be much better with grading and i i I think we're getting into kind of a weird space with grading and just watching a lot of graded you know grading videos and stuff uh here on youtube um it's it's just so strange it's so strange how you know people will get batches of cards back all tens in this box and then you know, this box, it was essentially like the same card that they sent in. And it's like, yep. you know, all eights and nines. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's just, it's crazy how inconsistent it is. And that's, that's the biggest thing for me. And I like what you said about transparency, because that's another one of the things about these grading companies is they're just not very transparent. 
right? Yeah. Like it's 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 pretty easy to sit back and go, okay, this card is centered poorly or centered well. This card has a dent in the corner. There's a scratch yeah. on this card. This card has big print lines in it. Like some stuff is very very obvious and easy to see, but mm-hmm. they don't, you know, strictly post the behind the scenes. Like every once in a while, I think they let snippets and stuff out, but if you yeah. think those aren't like fully reviewed by every single manager that works there and freaking board of directors that are like, oh, oh yeah, easy. cool, we can let this one out. Yeah, that looks great, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but <laughs> when it's a business, you can't yeah. just take everything that people throw at you and just be like, oh, I totally trust these guys, you know? Totally yeah. fully and all that stuff. And one of the things that that really kind of shined a light on it was the whole Logan Paul thing and how they had that um that case certified you know and it's yeah. like that was the perfect example of them of of a company being a company they got paid they got clout right they had they wanted yeah. their rap on that case even though they had no clue what the hell they were doing they did it anyway because they wanted that yeah. logo on that case that was going to be all over Logan Paul's social media and it was a massive deal for them. And yep. they got bit in the ass hard because it hard. was it ended I mean, I'm surprised they're still in business. Like in all yeah. reality, I think they'd probably need to close their doors because if they got caught so basically red handed like that, like oh, yeah. that is absolutely terrible. So That was that was bad. I was I was cringing watching that, like for the grading company. Like how He was how there could in you... the room. I know it what? was it was intense, like craziness, craziness. I, I, yeah, I honestly I couldn't believe that they're Could still you in business. Being put like in that said. position, man, you're sitting there in that room with oh, Logan man. Paul and all these other people, like three or no four way. other people, and they're filming it, and then they crack it, and it's bullshit, and then everybody <laughs> just looks at him, he's just like. We got duped, guys. Like, bro, you're the freaking expert, right? You're the expert. How did you get duped, bro? Like, come on, man. That guy had to have been shitting bricks, though. Like, he probably. Oh my god. Oh, he had a heart attack, man. That would have been rough. I would have if I was in that room doing that, and that was the outcome. My gosh, like, oh, insane. So yeah, so I really, I really like the the algorithm, the the AI grading system. There's already some out there, like AGS and stuff like that, which. You know, I think it's really in the infancy state, and it's really in the beginning state. Yeah. So who knows what that is going to look like um, at the end of the day. Um, I will say I've watched a lot of AGS's stuff, um, videos of how they do it, because they show you, like, they have a freaking breakdown. They're like, yeah. it goes in here, it goes through this program, it gets laser imaged here, and blah, 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 and measured, and this, that, and the other thing. Um, but I, I would one thing I would say about them, too, is they are very harsh, man. I watched yeah. uh, I watched a video where Dr. Applesauce um, went to a convention, bought a fresh booster box, walked over to the AGS thing, got it graded, and it came back like an eight. I was Ooh. like, that was pack fresh, dude. Like, yeah. He just opened it out of a pack, walked it over there, and it came back like an eight. Like, yeah, Pokemon really needs to step up their game. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. They've been really yeah. dropping the ball on this print quality hard. Yeah. I think it was Fusion Strike. Um, mm. it was really like bad, but it's just like, it's another scenario right there where it's like, am I going to continually send in cards to get graded if they're going to come back as eights and 8.5s? Right. Yeah. So now you got I both mean, sides of the coin. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think about it kind of too, is like, I mean, one, is this kind of like 
you know, a new reality in grading. And two, like, are all these nines and tens that we're getting, and this is kind of what we're talking about, really, in this whole episode, like, are they really nines and tens? Or, yeah. you know, is it like, I, I don't know. To me, like, I, I trust, I, I would trust. I haven't graded with AGS or man. any other. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, haven't, <laughs> I haven't, you know, graded with AGS or any other company that uses, like, any sort of AI grading. Um, but to me, when, you know, you, you look at it on paper, on, on everything that's done when you send it to an AI company and everything that's done, uh, you know, when you send it to a normal company, like, my trust would go to the transparency that I can see with the AI company. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at their website and you kind of talked about it. Um, like they, they break it down for you. Like on their slab, on the back of their slab, they have like a QR code that you can scan and mm -hmm. it, it breaks everything down for you more than just, you know, 9.5 on corners, 9.5 on surface. <laughs> yeah. That. And like, you know, you can even see like the laser scan and everything of like where each and every little scratch that it found yep. was and all that yep. stuff. So, I think that is is super cool, and you know, a, a company like that, I would, that you know, that that's the kind of company that I I hope to see kind of succeed because I would love to see this this technology grow. Yeah, I agree with you. And the most important thing is too is that every single card you go in goes through the exact same process, exact same, and mm -hmm. and you don't have these different people looking at it and making these different assumptions on what happened and all these different things for sure. Um, so the right. consistency is, is very, very important as well. Now, um, the problem here with me is how would, um, let's take PSA for example, right? Cause I do believe PSA yeah. has made mentions that they were potentially looking at artificial intelligence grading as oh, well. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, because it really is the future. I mean, it really is. There's, there's, you just can't be as consistent as a computer. Humans cannot, it's human element. It's human error. It's just fact. Right. Um, but my problem now is, let's say PSA um, adopts AI grading, right, in, in, sure. in a year or two, right? What are yeah. they going to do with all the current PSA grading card, graded cards? Are they going to have to create a new label? Are they going to have to create a little uh, yeah. symbol on the <clears throat> label that's you know basically shows this card is AI graded and one that doesn't have the symbol is not AI graded? Are they going to have to change the label completely? Maybe they make it, instead of yeah. white and red, make it white and blue, you know, to show the significance of AI graded versus personal grading. And what is that going to do to the prices, right? Are, are yeah. the AI graded cards going to be hold a higher premium? You know, is the artificially intelligent PSA 10, you know, going to be worth yeah. more than a standard PSA 10? Like, this is a whole, like, Pandora's box of, yeah. of stuff that could happen. Like, what do you think PSA should do or could do if they adopt AI grading to make the two different cards stand out? Cause they're completely different. Yeah. Cards. <clears throat> yeah. I, I like your idea of like, you've really just changing the case that it comes in. Right. Or just a little label. Honestly, I think that's probably the most cost effective thing for them yeah. to do as well. You extra, know, as a business, extra ink. that's true. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what they're going to do. Um, it would be kind of cool to see, you know, a little bit of a, difference on a you know psa graded card anyways um but you know i i really think that uh um you know if if they when they go down this route because they are they're, they have I, to they're they going have to. to you can't you can't yeah. just keep telling people that this human error element is just something we have to deal with when we know yeah. that we have the technology to not have it yeah yeah and, and i think you know when they do go down this path it's it, it is going to be it's going to be big for PSA one, uh, big for the grading community and everything. Cause oh, yeah. they're like the number one right now for, for the Pokemon, um, 
you know, community. Uh, you know, so I think I, I really do think you are going to see a shift in the pricing for the cards. And I do think you are going to see AI graded cards um, priced higher. I'm, I'm already looking at uh, some graded cards on uh, eBay here, just the sold okay. listings here. Um, and I'm looking at I pulled it up uh, PSA Charizard VMAX. Uh, just to make it nice, uh, nice Charizard Ooh. to take a look Ooh. at here. I mean, if it's not Charizard, does it matter? No, not really. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking uh, taking a look at the Charizard VMAXs here. And um, I pulled up AGS because, to be honest with you, they're one of the only AI grading companies they're, they're I know of right now. They're the most popular AI grading they're the most right popular. now. They're, they're the biggest yeah. and most popular. They have a good financial backing, and they, they've mm-hmm. been out there a little bit more than some of the smaller AI companies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Um, so looking at it here, the last one sold was a Shining Fate, so the Shiny uh, Charizard VMAX, um, yep. sold on March 21st uh, for 42 bids on it, $542. AGS-10? Um, uh, AGS-10, yep, $540. Okay. Um, PSA-10 on the same day, Gem Mint 10. Um, one went for less than 400 because it's like struck out. So they took, and a, then, they took a best offer, okay. Yep, took a best offer, and then one was four twenty-five, and then I did a BGS nine point five, um, because a lot of people kind of consider that like a PSA ten. They, they even put Jim Mint on their thing. That that frustrates yeah. the hell out of me. True, BGS Jim Mint nine point five, bro. If it ain't a ten, it ain't Jim Mint. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's right? either a exactly. ten or it ain't, bro. Don't give me this nine point five crap. That's a joke. Yeah, that's for clowns. Oh yeah, and, and I mean I'm looking at it here, uh, two hundred and fifty. Um, Ooh. 200, yeah, 250 to about 300 See, as, as an investor, as an investor, right? One of those plays is you buy that BGS 9.5 at $250 mm-hmm. and you turn around and you send that sucker to PSA because PSA is going to slap a 10 on that thing. And all of a sudden your card goes from being worth $250 to $400, right? Yeah. Because you simply did the crossover grading, which is a service that PSA offers. And that's another thing that I think is absolutely freaking stupid is you have all these different grading companies, man. Like none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. You have at least 20 different grading companies now that are trying to throw their hat in the ring. And it's like, I'm sorry, but like, where, where do you get off? Right? Like at least AGS is different. At least they were like, Hey, like I really think the AGS came in and they were kind of like, Hey, this is kind of messed up. So you know what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to create an algorithm. We're going to computer right. grade it. And every card is going to get treated the same because yeah. they did not like the subjectiveness in the grading situation. Right. And then you got all these other companies who are like, Oh, PSA is back up. I'm going to start a grading company. <laughs> I went on Amazon and bought me a little stamping machine and I put my little <laughs> plastic thing right on too. How about that? <laughs> Let me go ahead and put my little stamp on there, and it's going to be just like everybody. It's going to be like PSA, bro. I'll tell you what. I'm even going to grade in my darn uh, self here in my room, you know, right next it, to my It sounds cat like you got, got a lot of hair on it. A lot of experience doing that. Bro, I'm about to start it. <laughs> I'm about to start it. It's what they might as well have done, man. Like, I'm sick of it. Like, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Like, everybody needs to get on the same page. A BGS 9.5, 9 should not grade as a PSA 10. A PSA 10 should not be able to grade as a CGC 9. It's either a perfect freaking card or it's not. It's one or the other, guys. Yeah. It's one or the other. It's either a perfect card or it's not a perfect card. You make up your mind. But this mixing it up and throwing it around and, and drop a lock and twerking, it ain't working. 
you know? <laughs> I just rhymed. I didn't even mean to do that. That was good. That was, I liked it. That I liked was it. spicy after my little country boy rant. I don't know where these these voices are coming from, but anyway. It's good. I like it. I'm, I don't know, man. I, I'm just sick of it so much because the, the other thing, too, is that most of the grading community is purely in the hobby for profits, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I run a Pokemon business. I do, I do box breaks. I have a website. We're sealed. I have a resale license. I have an EIN. I file my taxes every single quarter. I have a distributor. Like I do the whole nine. I want to make Pokemon my full-time job and I want to make a living off of it, which means I need to make a profit. Right. But one thing that, one thing that I don't like doing one game, I don't like playing, even though it's proven to be profitable, profitable year after year is buying, selling, and flipping graded cards because I think it's a joke, right? I I really do. I really do. And if I want to take advantage of the casual audience, the casual collector, I might as well do that because that's all that's happening. The perfect example is what I just said before. Buying that BGS 9.5 at $250, sending out the PSA, getting a 10 on it, putting it back on eBay, and selling it for $400 after buying it for $250. Oh, that's a hustle. That's a grind. That's a business move. Cool. Whatever. Do I freaking care? I don't know, man. Like, it's really stupid. But that's what grading has become. Yeah. I, I, uh, in my opinion, as a true collector of Pokemon cards, I don't for one instance see the reason why I would need to get my card graded unless I was going to sell it. That's it. Yep. I, I, I can look at my card myself. I can tell you if the centering's good or not. Yeah. I can tell you if there's a crease in it or not. I don't need to send it out to somebody to be like, hey, guys, there's a, there's a crease right down the middle of your card. <laughs> oh, gosh, I just didn't see that. You know? Right, right. It's yeah. the same thing with authenticity, right? Like, one of the big things, too, that people talk about is, oh, it also authenticates the card, bruh. Like, <laughs> how the hell do you look at a Pokemon card and not know if it's fake or not unless you're yeah. not used to it, right? So, True. The biggest thing that I would say is just educate yourself. Do your own research. Yeah. Do your own education. Guess what? That is free. You know what's not free? Sending your card out to get graded. Right. You know, like, don't get me wrong. I like the cases. The cases are pretty cool. Hey, but you can get those fancy little magnetic cases over at freaking Target right now for like $2.50, and mm-hmm. they look great. And they yep. keep your card super freaking safe, guys. I'll tell you what. And it's it's not any worse off. The only thing is, I guess it's not watertight, right? You can drop a PC, PSA card in the water, and it would be fine. Don't go to the water park, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Don't bring your first edition Charizard to uh, Wet and Wild over in Orlando. Hey. Like, I, I, how about you don't? <laughs> you know? Um, just my thoughts on that. But there's ways to protect yourself. There's way to authenticate your own card. There's ways that you can look at your card and... I mean, I could put a damn PSA 10 stamp on anything I want. Does it make it legitimate? So, like, let me ask you that. Like, I'm actually going to ask you that, right? As somebody who's been heavily, heavily involved in the Pokemon TCG for the past three years, right? Mm -hmm. Some people might go, well, that's not very long. You're just one of those new collectors. You just followed the hype train. Bro, get out of my face. Um, (laughs) For three years before the hype train, by the way, we got back into it. Um, Like, would you trust me? To look at your card and go, yeah, this is a gem mint 10. This is a nine. Yeah, this is a real card. Would you trust me 
to do that for you? And if the answer is yes, that's fine. If the answer is no, that's fine as well. I want your honest thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say so. I would say I trust you just based on the amount of content I've seen you put out on Pokemon, <clears throat> the the types of content that I've seen you put out on it as well. You know, you're not just opening cards uh, or, you know, something like that. Uh, you're mm -hmm. very knowledgeable, you seem. So, yeah, I would trust you. Okay. Um, what about somebody that got into the hobby about a month ago? Um, I would say no. I don't trust them. Um, I mean, they very well could look at a card and say, yeah, it looks great. It's, you know, it's perfect. I don't see anything on it. But they, I would feel like maybe they don't have all of the knowledge, you know, the, the backing knowledge that you need about grading and about cards and have seen trends and everything like that uh, to really fully trust them, you know. Right. So how often do you think PSA or BGS lets people grade cards that they just hired a month ago? All day, every day, because <laughs> they're I mean? about way behind. Yeah, yeah no, like, very good point. That's what I'm point. saying. Like, yeah. how, how long is their training process before they put people on the floor to start grading cards? What if it's somebody who's never even seen a freaking Pokemon card in their life before? Which I is mean, actually sure probably the better. Like that. It's probably the better scenario, honestly, right? Because what if it's somebody who's invested? Yeah. What, if, what, what if somebody like you goes and works for PSA and you have four Jim Mint 10 base set PSA 10 cards, right? You got 10 Jim Mint base set Charizard cards. I don't know what I said. My English was off there. But you got 10 Jim Mint 10 Charizard base set cards, okay? Mm -hmm. And you know that every time that population report comes out and there's more Jim Mint 10 cards out there, your card probably comes down in price a little bit because now there's more, right? Yeah. Would you not like be like, eh, mm, nine, 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 <laughs> nine, Nine. Yeah, I mean, because I, you're invested, right? So yeah. you are literally invested a bit of a bias in there. that card. There's going to be bias. There's going to be yeah. that aspect of it, you know, like, you know? Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I can't say anything otherwise. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if I had those Charizards and I knew if that number, you know, the higher and higher that number went, the lower and lower mine went, like, I would feel less inclined to give tens, 100%. I wonder, like, I mean, I'm sure we could do the research. I haven't done the research on it. But, like, who thought of this? Like, who thought to create a company and be like, you know what? I'm going to take cards. I'm going to authenticate them. And I'm going to tell people what kind of condition that they're in, you know? Yeah. Like, I know I used to have the – I was a big sports card collector back in the day. And Beckett Price Guide was, like, the number one price guide that you went to for your basketball cards. Your football, and, you know, every like, every month there was a new Beckett price yeah. guide out and you had to find it you went to walmart and they had it in the magazine section and you you hunted that sucker down because you needed to know what your new you know 1998 stadium club michael <laughs> jordan was worth you know you just right. had to um but like it just even back then like where did they get their information from like did they get their like it's did they pull auction listings like this was pre-ebay you know it, right yeah i was gonna like, say when, when you said you were you had to get the magazine to find the up? prices i was gonna say oh like <laughs> That sounds sounds like pre internet or like dial up yes! internet days. That's what like this is pre eBay. This is pre TCG yeah. player, obviously, right? It's like where did they get their information from? Did they just like pull people? Like, hey, what do you think this <laughs> card would be worth? Take a you look know? at this right here. You know, give me a price. Give me a like, price. Like, were they were they like like going around? Were they like sending questionnaires to like like yeah. hobby stores? Like, what was going on? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. 
I, I would I would say probably you to take a look at like the local auctions as well as talking to like local stores and yeah anybody that'd be willing to you know give their sales data up like that. Um, yeah. You know they they I would assume they probably went that way. But yeah, it's it's interesting to think about kind of pre internet how did how did they get all that together? What are, what are your thoughts <laughs> for a whole on, magazine? <laughs> what are your thoughts on all these small companies that are that are coming up? Do you think they're a flash in the pan? Do you think that um, you know, they have staying power. Do you think getting your cards graded by these really, really, you know, small grading companies that are, you know, maybe doing a couple hundred cards a day, like, yeah. do you think it's worth it? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I really don't think it is worth it, to be honest. Um, you know, it, it kind of sucks to say that. I, you know, don't want to talk bad about companies by any means. Um, I wish them all the best companies. of luck. I really do. Yeah, of course, you know? of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of these companies are really just a bandaid on the problem, uh, that eventually is going to fall off, um, you know, just over time. Um, if that's kind of very weird metaphor, but that's, you know, um, <laughs> this bandaid is going to fall off and you know that's what, that's how I feel about it. You know, Some kids gonna eventually leave it they're going to just kind of, they're just going to kind of go away. You know, I, I think over time, you know, PSA is going to get back on track with things. They're going to get into AI. I'm sure Beckett's probably going to do something as well. Uh, you know, AGS might come up. They might fall away too. Uh, but, I, you know, they kind of got this whole AI grading thing started. And, you know, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of the smaller companies are going to be able to hold, you know, on that, especially the really, really, really new ones. You know, ones that have been around maybe, uh, you know, since before the boom happened with Pokemon and just collecting in general. Uh, I would say they probably have a, you know, an extra arm in the uh, race or whatever. I don't know why I'm trying to use all these different sayings and stuff tonight. What's going on uh, with your metaphors tonight? Bro? I don't know. I your, don't know. Your man. analogy know. metaphor game is like terrible right now, bro. <laughs> it's, it is like, it is, it is not. Bro, there's right. this, there's uh, this really, you know, this dirty bandaid from this kid just sitting there on this, this watered down Kool-Aid. Forgive and it me, was everyone. Just, Forgive it was, me. It was, you know, and I then hope the somebody cactus else, had the aloe I hope somebody out there was like, yeah. You know, I, I understand that, <laughs> yeah. that band reference that, you know, that really stuck with me. It really um, sparked somebody's. They were just like, oh shit, I get this. I get that analogy. Really this connect awesome. with it now. Uh, oh. I hope somebody out there, and if it was yeah, you out there, guy, that so really connected. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, <laughs> when it comes down to it, uh, I don't, I don't think they're really going to be sticking around. I think, you know, in, in 10 years, 20 years, you know, we're probably going to be really looking at the same big three you know, that we're looking at here now with, yeah. you know, probably a fourth and fifth company that have kind of risen up and, uh, you know, filled yeah. in where some of the gaps are, you know? Yeah. What do you think about, um, one of the biggest scams that I think too, that I want people to watch out for is <laughs> these PSA, uh, not PSA, excuse me. I don't want to attach PSA's name to this. These <laughs> graded card mystery bags, right? Have you seen these online and on eBay and everywhere where literally they sell you, it's like 30 bucks garbage 40 bucks and they they for one mystery excuse me i was about to burp um <laughs> one mystery graded slab right and like i hate the term slab too it's so stupid yeah. slab yeah, me like bro <laughs> but um in like every single time i see somebody on tiktok or youtube or instagram open these dang things it's like a random grading company that i've never even heard of that gave this this freaking common Aeron right here that I'm holding up a, a seven, right? And it's just Woo. like, wow, it's, you know, 
one one in a thousand gets a base set Charizard, and it's just like, yeah. like, dude, please, guys, don't fall for those scams. Oh my gosh, don't, no, don't fall for those scams. They're all over eBay. They're all over Mercari. You know, they're all over these different websites. And just yeah. if I were to tell you that there's one product that you should never, ever, ever buy, it's a mystery slab bag. Just don't do it. And no. even on the Whatnot app, you know, I, I like I like the Whatnot app. It's fun. It's jivey. It's whatever, you know, go spend some yeah. money there. It's cool. I got a lot of friends that stream on Whatnot pretty consistently. But, like, there's even people who do live streams on Whatnot, and they do, like, this mystery slab thing. And I'll tell you what, man. I know this for a fact. They line up the back row with these very nice graded cards, right? Jim Mint 10 Shiny Charizard VMAX. You know, oh, yeah. PSA 9 Base Set Blastoise Holographic. They line the background of these beautiful, expensive PSA cards, and then they fill their little mystery bags with trash. With yep. trash. You're getting a freaking Glaceon V PSA 9 that might be worth $16 at the end of the day. Yeah. And they're charging you $35, $40 to buy the darn thing. Graded cards aren't a premium, guys. They're really, no. really not. Again, it should strictly be for investors and sellers on very, very high-end cards, in my opinion. I just I just can't I can't get around it otherwise. Don't fall for that scam. Have you seen those out no. there? Oh yeah. They're everywhere. They're they're all over. I mean in if you're considering buying one, you know, don't, you know, like you said, absolutely <laughs> do not uh, go, go to YouTube, go to any social media. I'm sure you can find somebody just opening it, one. Man. I know it's all over YouTube. Like, please just watch. You'll see it is absolutely not worth it. Every so once in a while, I see somebody pull out a PSA slab, but then it's like, you know, like you said, like, it's like a reverse Aaron. Like, yeah ridiculous nice. it's like come on like who it's like that? when you buy those mystery packs and they say there's a foil inside and it's always like a reverse common it's always it's always a reverse common like you're never gonna get anything better like those don't buy those either please those are at walgreens those are at walmart's targets like don't buy Talk those mystery scams, packs. right oh it 100 every single time like yeah yeah it's just those those get me fired up a little bit because it's it really is it's a huge scam um, I understand, you know, when it comes down to it, you got to make money, but those feel like way more of a scam than like other ways they could go about making money off of those slabs. Um, you know, they're just, it's a way to get rid of garbage. Well, and, and those, well, and that's what it is. And, and that, those are the sellers that really give a bad name to certain things. You know, I yeah. really wish that places like eBay and TCG, well, I guess TCG player doesn't have this. But just places like eBay and Mercari and, you know, even the Whatnot app would really just see these ridiculous ass things that are happening, you know, specifically with graded cards. And it's it's just so unfortunate that, like, casual collectors fall for this sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, there, there's been so many cases of people losing money because they think they're getting, you know, PSA graded cards. So they think it's the nicest thing in the world or... Uh, a, a graded 10 card of some no name random ass grading company that nobody's ever heard of. So they're like, Ooh, this is really, really cool. I got a gym mint 10 and they have no clue. And it's just, there's so much crap going out there. Don't fall for it guys. Just, just don't. Um, 
like, have you seen, and I, I want you, I want to talk about this with you too, the perfect yeah. example that we've like, kind of what we've been talking about. So you saw that Logan Paul wore his uh, PSA 10 Illustrator Pikachu to WrestleMania. Of course. Right? Guinness World Record. Who hasn't seen it? <laughs> um, did you know that supposedly I've seen reports on this that that card went to PSA like four or five different times to bef- until it came back a PSA ten? I'm sure. When you got so, the money to do it, why not send it four or five times until well, you even got it to the he, right grader? Before he got it, before he before Logan oh, Paul got it. Oh, I see. I see. Like people, they keep sending these Grail cards in over and over and over again until it comes back a ten. So then it just begs the the question: like, is that card really a ten? Like if that card, if yeah, that Pikachu exactly. illustrator had to be sent in four or five times before it came back a 10, is it really a 10? And is it really worth what Logan Paul paid for it? Should he right. have just bought in a nine and then did his own resending, resending, resending send it, send over it, and it. over again until it came back a 10 would have saved him money. You know, hey, like that's an idea for him right there. Did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know that it was sent in that many times, but that's, that's I like, Again, I mean, it's it's just not surprising. Uh, you know, it finally got to somebody that looked at it and was like, "Hey, you know, I think I'll give this a ten today." And yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, it could have been the same guy that gave it a nine dollars. last time. For all it we know, it could have been. It could have been. I wonder too. Like, do these grading companies know how many times these cards have been graded? As well? well, I mean, think about it, right? So let's let's take a look at this Aeron, for example, right? If I sent this Aeron and there's no serial number on this card, right? You know, there's no serial number. There, there's no way to tell that if this exact card has been to True. PSA one, two, or three times, you might be able to tell with a Pikachu Illustrator. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's kind yeah, of like, something that there's, rare. there's only so many of those, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. But if it is sent in by a different person with a different name every single time, like, I mean, you can kind of like, uh, is it the same card? Is it not the same card? Like, how can we tell? Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and that can that can go for any Pokemon card, really. True. So. But yeah, that that's crazy though. I mean, that just goes to show, like, there's no consistency, like, absolutely none. Yeah, it's a money game. Grading yeah. cards is a money game. It's 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 not for the collector. It's for the investor. It's for the seller. It's for the businessman. You know, business people in Pokemon don't buy graded cards. They buy raw cards and get them graded. Or they buy nines and try to make them tens. They buy eights and try to make them nines. It's a game. Grading yeah. cards is a game. Don't let these people fool you into thinking that your card is worth more because it has a grade on it. Guess what? If that is true, sure. But I know how to keep condition of my cards, and it ain't going to change. You know, If it's a right. ten today, it's going to be ten in a month because I know how to care for my cards. So research yeah. your cards research how to take care of your cards and take care of your cards, right? Get yourself some penny sleeves with some card saver ones and nothing will happen to your card. Nothing will happen to your card. Get yourself some perfect fit sleeves and a magnetic case. Nothing's going to happen to your card. Even if you use top loaders, bro, get yourself a penny sleeve, a perfect fit sleeve and a top loader and triple sleeve your card and just put it in a freaking ETB. I don't know if you guys know this, but ETB containers perfectly hold top-loaded cards. They're vertical. Yep. They're sitting there. They're not moving around. Nothing's going to happen to it. If it's a $300 card, I guarantee you your card is just as safe inside of a closed ETB in a top-loader with a penny sleeve 
Yeah. That just sits on your shelf in a dark, cold area. Nothing's going to happen to it. Keep it room temperature. Don't keep your cards in the garage. Don't keep Ooh. them in a shed or in an attic because they're going to nope. get sunware. They're going to not sunware, but humidity. The humidity is yeah. going to get to it and it's going to ruin the card. You know, don't keep your cards in binders, especially three. I mean, you can keep them in binders. Don't keep them in three ring binders because that first yeah. row of cards is, if it's an extended period of time, is going to get a crease in it, right? So yep. the, 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 the three pockets that are closest to the three ring binder are likely going to get creases in them. D yeah. ring binders are a lot safer because they have that flat edge. They're probably not going to damage your card. Dragon Shield makes a fantastic slipcase binder where it has this little black thing that you hook into it as well that keeps them solid and it keeps them there. And then nice. once again, it's held vertically because you want you don't want your cards on their sides or on their you know back where they're being smushed between like all these other things can happen too. But just do your research on how to protect your cards, and I guarantee you you'll be able to preserve your card just as well as it being inside of a PSA case, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's any of my big hits. I either got them in the plastic cases back there, or I got them in this. Uh, like you were just saying, in the Burning Shadows ETV, I got top loaders. Go. I got that. you know perfect fit right in there. Exactly, they fit perfectly. So yeah, hundred percent. That's how I I keep my uh, all my big hits safe. Yeah, it's really nice, and you can get all kinds of containers too. Like I got this container here. I'll just show it on the camera real quick. This container right here, I think I got this from like um, TJ Maxx or something like that. Nice. And again, it's it's a very good height, fits top loaders perfectly. You know, so you see the reflection. Nice. Fits my my sleeves perfectly right there, and I actually use it for my box breaks. This is where all my sleeves go. I just grab them right out. It's open. It's it's whatever. It's so easy. I think it was yep. six bucks, and it'll hold. There you go. It'll easily hold probably 150 top loaded cards. Oh, that's nice. There you yeah, go. It's it's amazing. Six bucks, that's it's not amazing. bad at all. And you There's got that, that protection for six dollars. So, so many ways to do it. And if you guys want shameless plug, if you guys want some dragon shield sleeves, in the description below, guys, you can get an affiliate link right down there where you can get the best sleeves on the market. Dragon Shield sleeves are phenomenal. They got matte sleeves, they got perfect fit, they got sealable perfect fit sleeves, which talking about protection sealable perfect fit sleeves they are absolutely amazing oh, no those dust are cool. no grime nothing yeah. right you put it in a sealable perfect fit you put it in one of these matte top lo or matte sleeves you put it in a top loader you are gravy nothing is ever yeah. going to happen to that card i guarantee you don't spend a hundred dollars to put it in an encapsulation especially if it's only worth like 20 bucks raw it's just not worth <laughs> it it's just not exactly so yeah so Good to know. That's how. I mean, how are you, how do you feel about binders? Um, I have kind of changed okay how I feel about them. Um, I'm I. I mean, as you can see, I don't have the yeah, best binders. binder behavior over here. I do have them laying on their sides, but how dare you? I don't keep any of my really big hits in there. Yeah. Um, that's really just the the commons, uncommons, a lot of like just the regular Sets, V's and stuff right. like that. Set too. completion is kind of exactly, yeah. exactly. But that box that I just showed you guys, I mean, that's where all the big, big stuff is. Um, you know, so I mean, I think binders are great. Uh, they're a great way to keep your cards. They're a lot better than just keeping them in a on a you know in a stack on your desk or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it does offer another level of protection. Um, the ones I have are uh, the side loading um, pockets, and I really preferred, like those. Preferred. 
very much preferred because then if it happened to hold it upside down or something, you're not having cards fly out Correct. of your binder into the puddle right next to you or something. So, um, yeah, and, and you can get those at – I get mine at Target for like 12 bucks or something. Um, so um, I, I would I would recommend um, getting the ones from Amazon, the zipper ones. Because yeah, that's, I have that's one of even, those too. Yeah, the zipper – I think it's Card Guardian. I love the Card Guardian ones. Um, God, there's another – there's another brand too, something portfolio. Um, yeah, but that's the card Zfolio yeah. LX. Zfolio. Yep, Zfolio yeah, is good. Um, card Guardian is good. The zippers really, really help. Um, the side yeah. loading is good, and a lot of people don't know why the side loading is good. The side loading is good because when you put a card in a sleeve, right? Preferably, what you want to do is you want to use the yeah, perfect this- fit sleeves with mm-hmm. the binders, right? Um, because yeah. they're just smaller. So, like when you use a standard, like pokemon etb sleeve or something and you put one in the front and one on the back it gets really thick yeah it still is fine but kind of, sometimes they're kind of hard to get in and get out the perfect yeah. fits are significantly smaller and they just mm-hmm. they slide right oh, yeah. in very easily slip right in there but the whole point is is that you know the opening for the perfect fits most of the time is on the top right or the bottom yep. depending on how you like to use it i know a lot yeah. of people like to put the perfect fit on upside down but if you have a side loading sleeve that's even another way to protect it to where you don't have the opening on both slots, right? So normally you yeah. put a card in a penny sleeve, you put it in a top loader, that the top of that card is still open to where if you turn yeah. the top loader upside down and you shake it a little bit, it could still fall out. The card itself could completely fall out, fully unprotected. Yeah. Yeah. And the side loading pages are cool because, like you said, they're not going to fall out of the top. And then even if it did kind of scooch over or something got in like dust or, you know, like uh, just like, I don't know, a, a hair or something like that, that could potentially cause damage to the card. Yeah. It's not going to because the opening for the card is on top of the perfect fit. Yeah. So they're, they're not lined up. You see, like something can get in the side exactly. and then it still won't do nothing to the card because it's sleeved from mm-hmm. that angle, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. And I, I've had that ways. issue before with with older binders. When I first got back into it, I didn't know anything about you know real protection, you know, with your cards and yep, everything like that. Too. So I did just go out and buy a regular old binder, circle rings, you know, just some cheap, um, you know, top loading Dude, pages feel, yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I, I realized quick that was a mistake. For Dude, sure. I, I fully support side loaded nine pocket page zip case binders. I would spend $25 for one of those before I bought a $3 three ring binder and ultra pro, you know, top load uh, pages. I, I hate, I hate, hate, hate the ultra pro top load nine page pockets. Ultra pro makes a lot of good (laughs) stuff. Don't get me wrong. They They make a lot of really good stuff, but if you're looking for straight protection or anything like that, the side loading, you know, black material zipper pocket pages, one thousand yeah. percent better, ten thousand oh, yeah. percent better than getting those those three ring binders with the Ultra Pro. You know, you snap it, you put it in the three hold <laughs> ones, and you snap it back on. Just yeah. just don't do that, guys. That's what I did when I was a kid, and it's just not worth it. It's the protection is just not there, full on and full on. So, but yeah, guys, that's it. Um, we kind of finished off talking about how to protect your cards a little bit, which I think was a nice <laughs> little segue because 
Um, I truly, honestly don't believe that grading your card is necessary unless you're going to sell it. The only time I would ever recommend selling a card is if you have a high-end card, like let's say the Umbreon Alternate Art VMAX, and you think it's going to be a 10. Nothing is more frustrating than when you look at a card and somebody sees, you know, you can tell it's not centered and you send it at anyway. Why would you do that? Because guess what? Most of the time, a PSA 9 is worth about the same as your card raw near mint condition. It really yep. is. Um, and that's not even mentioning the 8. If it gets anything less than an 8, if it comes back like a 7, you've <laughs> sure effectively lost money on your card now. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so exactly. It's It has to be a PSA 10. It has to be a high-end chase card. And you've got to be w- wanting to sell it as soon as it comes back. Those are the yeah. reasons why you get your card graded. Don't worry about grading cards for your own personal collection. I just don't think it's worth it. Again, unless you plan on selling the cards. What do you think? What's your, what's your finish, yeah. finishing line here? Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. You know, don't don't grade your cards. Um, if you have, if you're thinking about grading a card that honestly really isn't worth grading i would just look for it on ebay already graded and buy it like that don't go through the process of grading something like that yourself do your research do your research do your research on grading um and card protection as well um because it'll save you a lot of money in the end now guys this is just our opinions do whatever you want if if you're a grading card supporter if you're if you're a psa supporter bgs supporter all the power to you you know all the power to you fantastic great i love it it's just not for me. I don't think it's there. And, and unless they change a couple of things, I really don't know. Um, without influencers and stuff like that and without business people telling you what it is, how well and how long it's, it's going to go. I just, I don't know. I just, it's just not for me. It's just not for me. So I'm right there with you. But that's it, guys. That's our episode. Uh, I think we ended off on a pretty decent note there with some nice card protection conversation. Um, because there's definitely plenty of ways to protect your cards for sure. Um, come on guys, every single Friday, man, here on the TCG Funhouse YouTube channel, box break time, guys, box break. I got Eevee Heroes, the one of the most popular Japanese sets of all time. I got the two brand newest sets available right now. Time Gazer and Space Juggler are up on the site. So if you want some of that, you know, preview of what we have coming in Astral Radiance, make sure you guys check that out. Of course, you know, the, the typical brilliant stars, you know, darkness, the blaze, vivid voltage, all that stuff, guys, over 15 different pack options available. You know, the most diverse live string Pokemon TCG box break out there right yeah. now, every single Friday guys. So smash that subscribe button and hit a like, it really, really helps the channel out and come hang out with us on Friday. Plus we always do a giveaway every single night at, or every, every night, every single stream night we do. <laughs> We have a giveaway, so you could win some Pokemon TCG cards as well. But yeah, man, ASX, uh, what is you know one last thing that you would like to to tell the peeps yeah. here? Yeah, I just want to reiterate your box breaks. I mean, I have fun every single Friday coming and hanging out in the chat with everybody. Dude, it was a ball um, last time, bro. It, it was awesome. It was absolutely so much awesome, fun, man. The the chat was going off the whole entire time. So if like you guys want to have a good time on a Friday night. Buy into some Pokemon packs, too. Like you said, there's like 15, 16 different kinds. It's so awesome seeing so many different types of, of sets opened up as well. You know, brand new sets, a little bit older sets that we haven't seen in a long time. So come hang out with us. It's definitely a great time. 
It's so much fun, man. You know, we 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 get big hits. I ship out in two days. The box breaks. The box really breaks big on Friday night, and I ship out Monday, bro. Like as soon as that yeah. post office is going again, they go out Monday. People get their cards safe and secure. I've never held a card from anybody. We had the Umbreon VMAX go out, alternate art. We had the Rayquaza alternate art go out. We've had some big, massive hits. We had some awesome Cosmic Eclipse hits. It's It's been yeah, really, crazy. really fun, man. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a great, great time for sure. Come hang out with us. And it's I don't care what anybody says. We got the best Pokemon TCG community anywhere. Twitch, YouTube. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Discord. It doesn't matter. We have the best pokemon tcg community so come be a part of it guys we hope to see you there with that being said i hope you all have a wonderful night